This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Shall we pray together? Dear God in heaven, we pray your special blessing would come down on us. Pour into us your spirit, your wonder, your power, and your glory as we come to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you, if you're able, to stand as we're going to sing together, Angels from the Realms of Glory. be with you. Please be seated. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas once again. Um, we do have a couple of announcements this morning. Um, the first is that this coming Saturday, um, January 4th at 11 a.m., we will be having Shirley Darnell's memorial service. Um, she passed away um, back in November, and um, we, will be, we will be celebrating her life. Um, with, with a service of, of memorial. And on January 11th, the following Saturday, um, we will be having our annual church conference. Um, it's an important event. We do a lot of things um, about the church, recap the church year, um, talk about all of the things that have to happen and the things that we want to have happen. Um, and those folks who are actual members of the church, you're welcome to vote and on anything that needs voting on. And it'll be at 9.30 in the morning. Um, back of the sanctuary, Pastor Tom? 
Yep, right, right back in the sanctuary, uh, in the sanctuary overflow. But everyone who attends church here is encouraged to attend. Um, you can ask questions. You can, you can voice your opinion about things. Um, it is our annual time to get together and talk about church stuff. And our district superintendent will be there as well to give us a message, and that'll be a blessing. What joys do we have to share this morning? I know I have the joy of, of being here with you this first Christmas morning on, of, of Sunday, Sunday of Christmas morning. And what do you have to share that you're joyful about? Yeah. Spending time with adult children. That, that is, it's tough to get them together, isn't it? Amen. I'm glad you had time to do, to do that. Praise God. Any other joys? We have lots of joys springing up. Yes. Family from Indiana, that is a blessing. That is a blessing. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here to worship this morning. 15 years of marriage, that is a blessing as well. Amen. Praise God. Are there any other joys to share this morning? Yes, Melissa. Family Christmas party. Isn't it a blessing to have all of our families together? We gathered this morning as a church family, um, the, the family of God, gathering together to worship him. And later today, we'll all be gathering with different kinds of family and friends just to celebrate and to be in love with one another. God has poured out so many rich and abundant blessings into our lives. It overflows. Let's overflow some of that blessing as we return our gifts, tithes, and offerings to the Lord.
have sent us the greatest gift that could ever possibly be given, the gift of yourself in your Son, Jesus Christ, to bless us, to show us the way to you, to make that way sure. And you have blessed us also, Lord, with many, many kinds of gifts. As we return back, some of them to you, we just ask you to bless this. Bless our offering. And Lord, bless all of the gifts that you have given us for the furtherance of your kingdom. You came into the world and set us free. Use us, work in us, and through us to set others free even as you bless our gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. And we do have all with these concerns and those that are in your hearts as well that we have not lifted up. Whether you join me at the rail or um, in your seat, let's turn to the Lord in prayer. God of all creation, we give you thanks and praise that we have this opportunity to worship you and that we may come before you with the concerns that are in our hearts, with our requests for all of those things that are going on in this world that you have made. We know that you are greatly interested and concerned with us as we pray this morning. We thank you for your concern and for the blessing that you will not only hear but also answer our prayers. We lift up those folks, Lord God, who are sick and infirm, who are recovering from surgeries, who are dealing with all kinds of sickness and disease. We speak, Lord God, to that thing called cancer and curse it to its root in Jesus' name. We say you will not overcome the people of God. We ask in Jesus' name for those who are dealing with heart issues that they would be healed, that they would be touched by you, Lord God, with your healing power, that you would set heart rhythms right, that you would strengthen heart muscle, that you would open clogged arteries, that you would move on behalf of the people who are praying and on behalf of those we are praying for in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you would touch the doctors and nurses, the caregivers, the family members. Give them wisdom and compassion to know how to care well for these folks who are in need. And we pray that you would bless them as well. Father, we ask in Jesus' name now that you would attend to those who are grieving losses at this time of year. Whether those losses are new or they have been a fact of life for some time, we just pray for comfort and peace for the people who are here. We pray that they would have the hope of eternal life in you as an assurance from you, Lord God, that all is well. And we pray in all of these circumstances, Lord, 
whether those are, who are, for those who are grieving and for those who are recovering from illness, from those who are attending to those people in these situations, that each and every one would be drawn closer to you. That those who do not know you would see your work in the lives of the people we pray for. That they would be drawn to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of their circumstances and the circumstances of their loved ones. We pray for those who know you, Lord, but who are not attending to what you have called them to do, who have become distracted by other things in this life. We ask, Lord God, that they would be turned back to you. And we pray for all, Lord God, who are endeavoring to walk the way you have set before us, to follow the call on our lives that you have given us. We pray that you will strengthen us, help us to continue to walk in your way, help us to be a blessing to all those we come in contact with. Lord, we pray for this world. You came into this world to bring peace on earth and goodwill to all people, to shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. So we ask, Lord God, let everyone see your light. Let us be vessels that carry that light. Help us not to hide it. Help us not to diminish it. As we worship this morning, Lord, let every prayer we pray, every song we sing, every word from your scripture that we hear, wash away those things that keep us from you, those things that keep us bound to the things of this world, that we forget you. Help us to remember you, Lord God, and to always carry that light and let it shine bright. Be with Pastor Tom this morning as he delivers the message that you have given him for us. Let it be a blessing to him and a blessing to us and make all of our worship to be a blessing to you, Lord, for that is why we came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we hear from the word of the Lord? Good morning. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us all about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Judy. So did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Was it a good celebration and everything just the way you planned? It all worked out perfect? It's interesting that sometimes things happen in ways we totally don't expect. The shepherds were out in their fields just watching their sheep. They've been doing this night after night for years. And it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Terrified. All they're doing is their job. And all of a sudden, something happens that just completely shifts their whole focus on life. God sends angels to shepherds. Now, we really get a different image of shepherds because we have this idea of, you know, some guy in kind of like a bathrobe hanging out with these cute little lambs and having a nice little job. But shepherds, in the time that this was written, were the lowest of the lowest of the lowest job positions out there. I mean, think about it. How many of you would want to be away from your family and friends, spending your time out in the middle of nowhere, in the darkness, watching a bunch of not very smart sheep, making sure that they don't get killed by wolves and lions and thieves, and making sure you don't get killed either? Not exactly a fun job. Very few people wanted it, and yet the shepherds were out there watching their flocks, and it says that the angel of the Lord appeared and said, don't be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Sometimes we feel like we're in life just kind of going through the darkness and the shadows and walking through the paces of our lives and, and worried about what might happen, terrified about how this world could come apart in any moment and our lives could be torn asunder. And God says, good news. I have good news for you, not messed up news, not news with an agenda, not news that you're not sure whether it's real or it's, oh, I can't say that word, can I? Good news, purely good news. And John, it describes the people that don't want us to hear the good news. This is the verdict, light came into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. There are people whose goal is to take away the joy, take away the goodness, take away the hope, like this guy. Which are the first things to go? Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room and 
He took every present. Popguns, pampulas, pantoufas and drums, checkerboards, bistlebinks, popcorn and plums. And he stuffed them in bags. Then the crimps very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimney. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the um, seasick crocodile. mean one, Mr. Grinch. You know, I was going to show the new movie one, but nobody's seen that. Everybody's seen this guy who wanted to steal away Christmas. Oftentimes we think of Christmas like that. The shiny lights, the, the balls on the tree, the, the, the gifts and the, and the glitter. Snowmen and Santa Clauses and reindeer. But we think of the glory of the Lord. Or do we sometimes let all the other stuff outshine the glory of God? That might sound odd, but we truly can shine lights in such a way that we take away what God intends for us to see. How many of you have ever seen the Milky Way? You know where you got to go to see the Milky Way? Away from people. Away from people. I took the confirmation class up into a meadow out at Silver Lake last, uh, last summer. And we looked up at the sky. I said, you see that, what looks like a cloud? Those are stars. That's the Milky Way. But you can't see it around here because there's too many lights from what people create. And sometimes we get so caught up in the glitz and the, and, 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 and the stuff of life that we don't see the glory of the Lord. God is offering us glory. It's not glitzy. A baby born in a stable, in a manger. Go and see it, they tell the shepherds. And God offers us an incredible joy. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. God is offering us blessings the joy of the Lord, the salvation of our souls, the good news that only God can give us. Don't be afraid. For today, I bring you good news of a great joy. A great joy. Not a happy feeling. Not what you feel like when, when you see something really kind of cool. Or, 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 or you watch a, a fun little kitten video. Or you open up that gift that made you actually happy, but a joy that goes deeper. It says that suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God. The heavenly host. Some people don't know what the heavenly host is. They picture these kind of like flighty little angels. The heavenly host is the army angels of God. Picture a bunch of rough, tough Soldier-type angels up there. Oh, 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 oh,
Excelsis Deo. It's kind of an odd sight. The whole army of angels appeared at the birth of Jesus so that we won't be afraid. Because heaven celebrates the breaking of the curse in our lives. Because we've been under a curse since the day we chose sin. Whether it was Adam and Eve choosing to taste of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, or you and I making that decision to do what we know we shouldn't be doing. Or simply turning away from God and turning towards the glitz that we think is so important. You see, nothing matters more than seeing the grace of God in our lives. It says that the shepherds hurried off to Bethlehem. Let's go see this thing. They forgot what they were doing. They forgot their jobs. They forgot what they had to be at. They went to see what God was showing them. And they found Jesus lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloths. Whatever happened to swaddling cloths, by the way? Right? Wrapped in swaddling cloths. Nothing really special to anybody in the world around them, but something that can transform our lives when we do what Mary did and treasure it in our hearts. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus says that he is Lord, then you'll be saved. Saved from the brokenness, saved from the trouble, saved from the darkness, and grace changes our lives, changes our entire world. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of life, and don't be afraid to find joy, even when joy is hard to find. Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? I didn't. For the first time since 1957, I didn't go to Christmas Eve service. That's a long time. Since 1957, for the very first time, I wasn't in church on Christmas Eve. People said, were you sick? Were you not feeling that good? I'll tell you what happened. I thought during the day that I was going to be here, and, and I said, take a shower before you go. You know how you feel better after you take a shower? After the shower, I got out of the shower, I stood in front of the mirror to shave, and I went, oh my gosh. Bam. I didn't even have the strength to put on a pair of socks. I barely got downstairs and called Pastor Sherry, and he said, guess what, you're it. <laughs> Boom. And out I went. I understand she did a wonderful job for Christmas Eve, which is great. God is amazing in what he can do in and through us. But I missed Christmas Eve. I felt absolutely helpless. You know, we depend on these bodies of ours to carry us through this life. And so long as they're functioning well, we're pretty confident about what we can do. We can do anything. But when they won't function for us in the most normal of ways when we can't even stand up. It's frightening. And it's not just when we're physically not feeling well. Last night I watched a movie about uh, a fella who, whose daughter disappeared. Just one of those action movies, just a diversion. But it reminded me of times when I didn't know what happened to my daughter. I didn't know where my grandson was. 
And I felt like my whole world was collapsing. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling. It's awful. You feel as if your life just doesn't have any meaning or purpose anymore. Now, my family's fine. But sometimes it's not fine. Sometimes people really are feeling that pain. They wake up in the morning to go to their job and find out it's disappeared. Or maybe what they counted on to get them through life is not there anymore. Or or the person they shared their morning coffee with and planned their day and their lives with is not walking alongside them. And for those who have gone through that struggle, they know that sometimes life doesn't feel good. And if you haven't, God bless you. But I suspect the time will come when you'll feel that sense that life is out of control. And it's at that time that we need to refocus our lives the most. Because the power of God's transforming grace is not just that he takes away our sins so that we can go on to eternal glory, which he does. It's not just that he takes away the guilt of our lives and the brokenness that we've done and gives us a fresh start so that today is the beginning of a new life, which he does. But it said he gives us joy in the midst of the frustration and the failure and the competition and the agendas. In verse 11, it says, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And we stop there usually. He is the Messiah. And then it says, the Lord. I never really thought much about that. The Lord. The Lord. When I'm feeling as if my life is out of focus and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what the next day is going to be or the next hour or the next year, I have to remember God does. God not only knows what that will be, God has already made a plan for you of a great joy and a hope and a possibility and a dream that, as it says, gives peace to those on whom his favor rests. God has changed my life, changed my goals, changed my plans. Every time I think I know what my five-year plan is, God reminds me, I don't. I don't. But he does. And we gain the peace, the powerful peace of God when we remember to trust God. Rather than getting all caught up in our agendas, or even worse, the agendas of other people that really don't care about us. And let the angels shine that glory, that light, that wonderful, amazing thing into us. How many of you put up Christmas lights this year? I put them up. I wasn't going to. My wife said, I don't bother. But it it was a nice day, so I just threw some up. Nothing fancy. I just got to have something out there. I love driving down the road and seeing all these lights, don't you? I really don't even care if it's like the super fancy one or it's just a few lights. It's really cool that in the midst of this time of year, we see lights. Because I don't know about you, but this getting dark at 3.30 in the afternoon drives me nuts. It's depressing. It's dreary. 
You know, by 7 o'clock, you're ready to go to bed because it feels like midnight. I like the lights. They light up my heart. They don't take away the darkness, but they do make me feel better about it. Now, I will admit, mine came down the last couple days. You don't get 50-degree days this time of year. I'm not waiting until it's 20 to try and do this, right? And the thing about Jesus is he doesn't just shine a light on our troubles. He does something even more. He steps down into them. I miss Christmas Eve. And I miss being with you. I miss lighting the candles and singing the songs and celebrating with my church family. I really did. Especially since it's something I've done before I even knew I was doing it. But I didn't miss Jesus being born. I knew what day it was. I knew what God did when he was born into my heart. I knew how it changed my life. And I could celebrate it even though all I was doing was sitting at home watching some goofy movie about a BB gun and you'll shoot your eye out. (laughs) Which you would have seen a movie clip on that had you. Well, no, I wasn't here. That's right. But you see, joy is deeper than the gifts. It's more powerful than than the agendas and the glitz that people think are the glory of this culture and this world. Joy is something that even if they take everything that seems important to everyone else away, the light still shines in your heart. That's why we like this movie. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. You didn't know Dr. Seuss was a theologian? Yes. God doesn't just make all the problems go away. The Christmas story isn't a Hallmark movie. Everybody doesn't end with a happy ending, and the world doesn't become perfect, and nobody has a problem anymore. 
Some people like to believe that that's what the Christian faith is. All your physical ills will be healed. All your emotional problems will disappear. All your financial troubles will vanish. God will give you everything you ever desired. The problem is, as we discover, that that isn't really what God is doing. He could. He could shine light into this broken world in such a way that there was no more darkness, but then we would all be gone, right? Maybe some people who haven't had a chance to even find out about God. No, he steps into the brokenness. The shepherds, I heard somebody trying to tell me a story about the shepherds being some special people. The shepherds weren't special people. That's what's so amazing. They weren't. They were crummy, rotten, bottom-of-the-barrel, lowest level you could find folks that were just doing their job. And when they left that manger scene, that's what they went back to. They went back out into the field to their dark and frightening life. They faced the lions and the wolves still. They got low pay and disrespect but they had a light in their heart that no one could put out. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says to us, God said, let light shine out of the darkness. He made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. It's, it's not a light that makes all our troubles vanish. It's a light that steps into our troubled lives and brings light and hope and joy and possibilities and dreams that smash through the expectations of this world we live in. They're excited. <laughs> it says they were so excited, they went and they told everybody about this. Did you ever get a gift like that? When I was young, I got a shiny new red bicycle. That might not mean anything to all of you. It's not like I got a car or something. It was just a bicycle, you know. But I was in a family of five kids, and we had two bikes. Do the math. Five kids, two bikes. I was the third kid. You know how often I got a bike? And my younger brothers got nothing. Well, once in a while they did. I had a red bicycle that was my own. I drove around and showed everybody in the world my new bicycle. I was so happy. And the shepherds are so excited about their faith that they want to share this good news. And the people were amazed and says, aren't these just like shepherds? What are common shepherds doing telling us this kind of story? But you see, when the light of God gets into somebody's heart, they go from being just basic shepherds to being transformed people. And it doesn't matter where they come from. They could be the people we feed on the streets in Buffalo. They could be the people who work cleaning up your garbage at the shopping centers when it's all over. They could be the people at the top of the corporate ladder. When the light of God comes into our lives, it outshines everything and reminds us that God is with us even in the darkness. Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Sometimes the blessings that we get from God come in a startling way. They weren't expecting these angels. 
And God sent the angels to tell the shepherds who told the rest of the world. I want you to picture Bethlehem that night. Remember that there were no rooms anywhere for anybody. It's late at night. People are kind of getting to sleep. They've seen their little Christmas specials. They've hung their little stockings on the mantle. Oh, I know it wasn't Christmas to them yet. And they've gone to bed. Nobody's even seeing the angels in the sky except some shepherds that were watching. And then all of a sudden, the biggest clattering noise came rushing through the town of Bethlehem. It wasn't still that night. It was, bah, 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 bah. Because you don't think those shepherds left the sheep out in the field that night, do you? They took those dirty, smelly sheep all the way through Bethlehem. And in the middle of the night, this calamitous noise comes through Bethlehem. And everybody wakes up and says, what the heck is going on? Why the shepherds bring the sheep down into town? And the whole town came out to see what happened in that stable. You know why? Because the Son of God was going to be celebrated, no matter what anybody thought. I had people complain to me, oh, you know, the secularization of Christmas. They've taken away Merry Christmas and and everything's about Santa Claus and reindeers and, and snowflakes and stuff. Where, whatever happened to the story of God at Christmas? Let's just go to the church. It's there, always. But you know what that other stuff is? I believe that this is God's way of getting the entire world to celebrate his son's birth, even if they don't believe in it. We got people in foreign countries that don't even know what Christianity is, but they celebrate Christmas. They even say that to each other, Merry Christmas. My, my Muslim brother-in-law says Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> he loves celebrating Christmas. The world out there that has absolutely turned its back on Jesus, God makes him celebrate Christmas. There's lights and snowmen and big snowmen and Whatever they've got out there. Darth Vader, it's weird stuff, right? <laughs> but God makes sure that his son's birth will be celebrated. There is good news of a great joy, and God made sure that his son was celebrated that night through the work of some smelly, dirty sheep. Christmas Eve is something I'll celebrate again. I didn't miss Christmas. I missed being with you. Christmas is born in our hearts and in our lives, and we carry it with us wherever we go, so long as we remember what matters and we have our eyes focused away from the glitz and glitter and noise that means nothing so that we can see what really makes a difference. I heard about a little boy who went to the mall and, and there was this long line to see Santa Claus and he went up to one of the attendants and he says, where's the other line? Like I said, what are you talking about? This is the line to see Santa. You want to see him? Get in line. He says, no, no, no. Where's the other line? Kid, what other line are you talking about? The line to see Jesus. Jesus' birthday, right? There's no line. We open up the doors and fill the place. Anybody can come and see Jesus 
anytime they want to. John 16 tells this passage about a woman giving birth to a child that has pain because her time has come. I really don't know what this is like. I just am reading what it says on the screen. You ladies have a better idea than I do, right? But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of the joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes we're sick or broken or feeling as if our lives are are shattered and struggling and frustrated and difficult. And, And the world can feel very dark. But remember, a child's been born to you and no one can take away that joy. Today, Jesus said, Today to you is born a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. He has your life in his hand. Don't make a New Year's resolution. Make a new life resolution to follow God, the one who transforms our very living. Rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. All tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Power and might, all tidings of 
invite you to say a prayer with me if you wish to, to redirect our lives back to the light that really matters. Dear God in heaven, Dear God in heaven I, have I have sinned. I've been worried about the wrong things. I let my heart be troubled when it should be filled with joy. Show me your light. Guide me in your plan. Send me to the child. Fill me with the child. Take away my sin and fill me with light. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God plans wonders for our lives. Not to remove all the brokenness, yet he will, but to step into it and transform it. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Peace of the Holy Spirit. Good morning, sir. Peace be with you. Peace. Did you get the right key and everything? Yeah. I started listening off the Yeah, that's it. Hey, peace. I guess that's it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Next week, too. What other thing? 
So that we can share in that celebration, so that we can share in all of the blessing that God has given us by bringing that baby to the manger all those years ago. Everyone is welcome to come to the table. If you love God, repent of your sin and seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are welcome to come. Whether you're a member of this church or not, whether you're a member of any church or not, if you know the love of God in your heart, if you're sensing the presence of God and desiring to come and be part of what God has done for all of us in sending Jesus, come to the table and share. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 
holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem, and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of woman, on that night long ago. So on that night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you, poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together with the confidence of dearly beloved children of God, the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen will those who are serving this morning please come forward
together, go tell it on the mount. are going to disappear. You'll notice them one by one. All the lights will go out and we'll be in the darkness of January. Ugh. The shepherds have gone back to their fields in the darkness surrounded by the same wolves and lions. And some people would say the light has gone out. But the light didn't go out. You know that the days are actually getting longer now. You know that, that the light that's born into us at Christmas can never go out. And you know that the story that those shepherds went and shared in that little area of Bethlehem 2,000 years ago is now told by more people in this world than any story on the face of the earth. Not done by giants, not done by the great leaders of the world, not done by pastors who are home watching something about a BB gun. <laughs> Told by people like the shepherds, people like you. Go tell it on the mountains, at work, at home. Tell them everywhere. And no one will be able to put out your joy. Go in peace.